Boom. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. Here is the uh, entropy link. That's where you can shackle chat since YouTube only lets the radical left participate in that. Ah, a few token like lefties like Tim Pool and stuff are still part of it, I guess. But uh, whenever you threaten, really threaten the narrative, you get the axe. You either get completely ovened or uh, they just at minimal demonetize you. We'll see. Hope you like the new overlay. I thought it was pretty, pretty written house myself. <laughs> Yo, hey, get into entropy. You can watch the same thing over here, just like that. Stuck it out on Telegram and Discord. Let's see. I'll share it on the VK. We got a lot of news today. Netanyahu's been voted out. <laughs> I know it just gets worse, but it's just funny that uh, he could finally pay some consequences for his gaffed and corruption. But we're going to start with some coof news. It's the audacity of the Facebooks and YouTubes and Twitters decided. They just decided based on authority. This is the way. Our, our site is right. Shut up, you don't get to talk about Wuhan. And turns out they were wrong. So they suppressed information in their arrogance. Typical leftists, right? We know better than you, so shut up. If dialogue had been allowed a year, year and a half ago, this could have come out right away. And we would not have had all these China-like draconian lockdowns all over the United States and the world, shutting down cities, putting people out of business, getting people hooked on welfare. That would not have happened if we had had free speech. But we don't. We've never had it in mass media. That's Zog all the way. And social media decided, nah, these topics, you are not allowed to disagree and they point to the Q-tards and Jonestowners as justification because those people are legit crazy. But then again, you can just ignore those assholes. Brett Weinstein said it. Greg Felton said it. Corey Hughes said it. Lots of people were telling you about the Wuhan. Anyway, here's the governor of Florida reacting to Big Tech's censorship of the story plus the story itself enjoy it's only a few minutes and then we're going to roll in we got a, a very like 40 second epstein commercial uh and then we're going to talk about what they knew go to some australian news because it was pretty funny and then we got a 40 second corn pop commercial and then an old anc clip where i went off on 9-11 cookers given that i was supposed to be on with fitzgerald today we had health issues my wife's gone but the baby just fell asleep which i didn't know whether he was going to fall asleep or not so i'm doing a stream and that's why I have these clips prepared in case he wakes up all right then bam peanut butter and jam let me bring in florida governor ron DeSantis now get some reaction to what we just heard governor by the way add this channel here and standing by if you haven't already subscribed of the g7 close out meeting and shared your around. reaction to what you heard from the president 
Well, Marie, I think it's quite a contrast from uh, his predecessor. I think that President Biden is someone that's uh, much more passive on the world stage, uh, not nearly as assertive as somebody like Donald Trump was. Um, I think his, his energy level is obviously much lower. And so I think that's just something that people are sizing up. I think that our adversaries are watching that. Um, I didn't hear very much in the way of holding China accountable for their role in covering up the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic. I think that's absolutely essential uh, that China be held accountable for their role um, in that, as well as any bureaucrats in the United States who may have been covering up. But, you know, they were talking economically a lot about other countries. He was talking about uh, reducing energy production worldwide. And I couldn't help but think, you know, here in the United States, you know, he's leaving a lot of people behind. Look at all the workers he left behind by canceling the Keystone XL pipeline. Those were thousands yeah. and thousands of very good jobs. Uh, and then also think about family budgets with the sharp increase in gas prices and then the overall budding inflation that we're seeing that's being fueled by his big spending policy. So um, I think that his performance probably played well uh, with European elites. Uh, not sure that uh, there was much in it for middle America. Yeah, we, we will hear more about his plans for taxes. He wants to have a global minimum tax of 15 percent. In some economies, that would actually be a tax increase if you look at a place like Ireland. So we'll get more on that. But one uh, study struck me before I was coming on the air with you, and this was about Florida. And it says the average taxpayer who moved to Florida uh, from the other 49 states had an average uh, income. This is uh, an average gross income of $110,000, which is about twice the average household income. Of course, you don't have uh, income tax in Florida, and it's actually helped your economy. Tell us, uh, assess the economy right now in Florida, and tell us what you've seen over the last year in terms of an increase in population. Well, sure, Marie. I mean, before COVID, we had seen by far the highest amount of wealth move into Florida compared to any other state. But I think that's accelerated uh, since COVID. Uh, I think you're seeing a lot of people uh, move here. Obviously, we have a very favorable tax climate. Florida is the lowest per capita tax burden, individual tax burden in the country. And we're very proud of that. That has led, obviously, to more uh, businesses moving here. Uh, so we've got a lot of great things, uh, I think, on the horizon. But it's a lesson in how you do this. You tax people, you attack business, you do all those things. In a country like ours, it's very mobile. People vote with their feet. And so what we've been able to do is with low taxes and a favorable environment, uh, we end up taking in more revenue than we probably would if we had higher taxes because of the underlying dyna dynamism of the economy. Yeah, it's incredible. You've been doing so much, Governor. I want to get into some of your moves. And uh, let me start with the uh, bill that you just signed to stop the censorship of Floridians. Last week on this program, we went through the Fauci Facebook files, uh, where it's clear, based on uh, emails between Mark Zuckerberg and Dr. Anthony Fauci, they were coordinating in terms of what should be uh, uh, reported on Facebook and what shouldn't be. Facebook took down many posts about the origins of COVID. 19 only to have egg on its face when they had to change the policy again. Do you believe Fauci colluded with Mark Zuckerberg? Does this expose Facebook to legal action, which of course is what Senator Ted Cruz told us last week? Well, you pointed out something important, Maria. What they censored was actually true. 
They called it a conspiracy theory if you said this may have leaked from the lab. They were also censoring around the same time last year any criticisms of lockdowns. And we know now lockdowns didn't work. States like Florida that were open were better off for it. Uh, and so you often hear people say, hey, these are private companies. They can do what they want, yada, yada, yada. But here's an example of working with Fauci, where Facebook, you could argue, is essentially acting as an arm of the state because they're, they're suppressing what the government once suppressed. And so I think this issue with big tech is unlike anything we've seen. They have massive amounts of power. These are monopolies that are much stronger than the monopolies of the early 20th century. They control, in effect, a handful of companies a huge percentage of the political speech in this country. And so I think when you have situations, they're not just censoring based on partisanship. Obviously, we've seen conservatives be censored. But when they're censoring things about some of the most important issues that we've ever addressed, how COVID started, whether lockdowns work, yeah. uh, you know they're really doing damage uh, to society. Yeah, they've suddenly believed, come to believe, that they are the arbiters of truth, and many of the things that they're censoring uh, are, in fact, true. As you say, is Florida considering uh, is Florida considering legal actions against Facebook? Well, I, I know that the state's already involved in some of the, the multi-state litigation that, that predated those revelations. I mean, obviously, I would support any ways that we can vindicate uh, the rights of individual Floridians uh, to be able to converse about public issues. Now, our bill is the first of its kind. It really tracks what Justice Clarence Thomas laid out in his one of his concurrences a few months ago, where these companies really are more akin to common carriers. And so uh, they should be treated as such. You know, and our view is, is yes, you can have certain, obviously, guidelines or however you do it, but you got to apply it evenly. And if you don't, you're advertising as an open platform, you're saying you're not publishers, but then you're acting as publishers by stifling speech you don't like, that's a fraud on the consumer and people deserve to be able to vindicate their rights in court. I mean, this censorship feels like communist China. You know, you've talked about big tech and its relationship to the Chinese Communist Party. You've been researching this. You say that the lockdown approach that was led by the Democrats uh, was promoted by the CCP. Tell me about that. Sure. Before I do, just point out, when we signed the, the big tech bill, I had folks who had fled communist Cuba speaking about how important it was. I had people that have that fled socialist Venezuela talking about how important it was to combat censorship because they lived uh, through really bad periods of censorship. You look at how big tech has handled the CCP. They are very deferential uh, to the Communist Party of China. And I think that China was very much invested in promoting lockdowns as we started getting in to 2020, February, March. Obviously, Italy, those Italy lockdowns were very much patterned off what we saw in Wuhan. And uh, Facebook and some of these big companies, they were really serving to elevate the lockdown hysteria and to absolutely suppress people who were raising questions and concerns about lockdowns. And the, the reason why that's so, I think, so galling is because up until COVID, Public health guidance was never in a pandemic to just lock down indefinitely. This was kind of a new invention that was really fueled by the Chinese experience. And so I think the relationship between big tech and the CCP is very problematic. And quite frankly, a lot of these big corporations, particularly in entertainment and some of these other uh, fields uh, of the American economy. 
And I wonder if it starts with academia, Governor. You know, you heard President Biden say that he wants more transparency from China, but we really haven't seen uh, a tough stance in terms of U.S. policy on China. In fact, just this week, uh, President Biden revoked President Trump's ban on TikTok and on WeChat. I know that you have talked about the CCP infiltrating Florida universities. You've got Confucius centers. This is a very important point, and I want you to talk about what you're doing, these two bills that you just signed in terms of stopping the, the influence, foreign influence in universities, because the CCP has been able to get inside of important institutions in this country and steal data. We know that Secretary Pompeo has said they are now inside the gates. There was a string of indictments in 2020 uh, by the Pompeo State Department, everyone from a, you know, the, the head of the biology department at Harvard to an NYPD officer uh, to uh, shutting down the embassy in Houston. They do get inside of our institutions. What can you do to stop it? And tell me about those Confucius centers in Florida. So we did two bills, one uh, to combat foreign influence, specifically targeted at the CCP, as well as corporate espionage, which also is generally targeted at the CCP because they're the worst offenders. So we actually had uh, a Confucius Institute that was done at Miami-Dade College. Fortunately, when I became governor, we looked at that and, and we, we had the, the college get rid of it. However, this is something I think that's going to be a continued concern. So our bill we signed uh, basically bans things like Confucius Institute from getting a foothold uh, on Florida universities. And I think that's really important. But as you document, there it seems like every other week there'll be some academic researcher who's identified as having ties uh, with the CCP. People get indicted. People flee America once they're, once they're found out about this. And so we're really yeah. trying to scrutinize what's going on in these universities inside Florida. We also want to protect trade secrets from our businesses and all that, because CCP infiltration there has been very, very prominent throughout the country. But, man, these acad the academia, there's deep ties in many segments of academia with the Communist Party of China. I want you to hear President Biden talk about Xi Jinping recently. I was astounded at these comments. And again, we still do not have a clear understanding of what Biden's policy is on China. Here he is just a few weeks ago. Watch this, Governor. I've spent more time with President Xi of China than any world leader has for 24 hours of private meetings with him, with just an interpreter. 17,000 miles traveling in China and here. He firmly believes that China, before the year 3035, is going to own America because autocracies can make quick decisions. But America is unique. Of all nations in the world, we're the only nation organized based on an idea. So that's it, Governor. The Xi Jinping, the president of China, thinks he's going to own America within 15 years. That's what you just heard from President Biden. Yeah, I mean, it's really astounding. Um, but I tell you, this uh, origins of COVID, this is such an astounding cover-up, one of the biggest cover-ups 
uh, we've ever seen, um, and probably in the history of our country that we've dealt with in terms of what they did uh, with the gain-of-function research, understanding that these researchers had been infected uh, in the fall of 2019, um, and then to cover it up for months, and then to not be, view that as something that's of utmost importance to be able to, one, get the truth, but then to hold China accountable. They caused immense damage throughout the world uh, by allowing this, uh, this virus to be unleashed uh, on the rest of the world. And so uh, to be that deferential to China, I don't think that's what the American public is looking for. I think that they want to see a policy from the United States that's more assertive against China, that understands yeah. China's a threat. Uh, they're an economic competitor, but they're also uh, a threat in terms of what they're trying to achieve militarily. Governor, real quick before we go, set the record straight on the cruise industry. I know that there is a narrative being pushed by the media right now that you're in a war with the cruise industry over whether or not to require vaccine passports. Where are you with the cruise industry and what should Americans expect? Well, we're in a fight with the CDC, who's mothballed the industry for over a year. We don't believe they have the authority to do that. We're suing them in federal court. We just had a hearing last week, very positive response, we thought, from the court. We think we'll get a favorable ruling there. We definitely think we would win on appeal as well. And so once we're past the CDC's intransigence, then they're going to be free to sail in Florida. They, of course, are going to have to fall, follow Florida law, uh, but, you know, they're going to be able to do it uh, without requiring uh, vaccine passports. You know, the CDC, Maria, they don't recognize uh, immunity conferred through infection. And we know there have been tens of millions of people who have immunity through that way. Why would you say they can't participate in society? Why do we want people to be divulging all this health information? And so we have a, a blanket ban on that across the state of Florida. Uh, but we also believe that once CDC um, uh, gets out of the way, uh, that you're going to see cruises resume in Florida very soon. Governor, real quick before you go, you've been showing real leadership in a very difficult time. Have you had serious discussions with President Trump about partnering with him for 2024 and a run? No, and I haven't had any discussions uh, with anybody about anything beyond what we're doing now because, you know, we're putting a lot of points on the board. We're really going on offense, moving the ball forward. I got a great state, a big state. We've got a lot on our plate here. And so uh, we take it one day at a time and try to achieve things for the people of Florida. Governor, you're doing a great job. We appreciate your time this morning. Thank you, sir. We will see you soon. Thank you. Florida okay. Governor Ron DeSantis. The Wuhan Institute of Virology is the lab under investigation by international intelligence agencies examining whether an accidental leak may have started the global pandemic. Tonight, we have new information that will be of great interest to the probe announced by US President Joe Biden. We can show you footage from inside the Wuhan Institute of Virology and interviews with the very scientists at the heart of one of the greatest cover-ups the world has ever seen. 
How did the COVID-19 global pandemic start? Did the virus derive from bats end up in the Wuhan lab, causing an inadvertent leak? Or was there an infected worker? Evidence from this footage will shed more light on some of these questions. The Wuhan Institute of Virology was built by the Chinese and French governments in a deal designed to promote international scientific research. As you can see, French and Chinese leaders attend a ceremony marking the signing of the agreement. And China's President Xi Jinping visits a level four lab in France. For the first time we hear, there were intense clashes behind the scenes. That admission from the deputy director of the Wuhan National Biosafety Level 4 Lab, Song Dongling, in this extraordinary video produced by the Chinese Academy of Sciences back in May 2017. The video marks the launch of the laboratory. It's called Persistence Unyielding, the construction and research team of the Wuhan National Biosafety Level 4 Laboratory. In this video, Song also admits they had no prior experience in the area of biosafety, yet they were dealing with some of the world's most dangerous pathogens. No prior experience, yet they were genetically manipulating bat coronaviruses in highly dangerous experiments. After relying on the French government to both fund and build the lab, when it was complete, the French were immediately kicked out. The French government was furious as this was supposed to be a centre of international cooperation and it raised alarm bells in French intelligence. There were grave concerns about what the scientists could be hiding and what biological research they intended to conduct. Since the outbreak of COVID-19, there's been worldwide scrutiny on the Wuhan Institute of Virology, its scientists, its experiments and its laboratories. This newly unearthed video features an interview with Shizeng Li, the Director of Emerging Infectious Diseases, from before she famously became known as the Batwoman. And we learn for the first time just how many bat samples Shizeng Li's team had collected. Fifteen thousand bat samples. The Wuhan Institute of Virology's virus databases were all wiped from the internet starting on September 12, 2019. Shizeng Li claimed they had been the subject of hacking attempts, but they've never been re-uploaded or made available to any investigating agencies. Even worse, the World Health Organization experts investigating the origin of the pandemic didn't even ask for access to the virus database. As one of the team, Peter Daszak confirms here 
while others nod their heads. I, I asked um, the question in front of the whole team, both sides, while we're at the Institute, Wuhan Institute of Virology, about the um, so-called missing database. Um, what we were told by Shi Jung Li was that it had been there'd been hacking attempts on it, about 3,000 hacking attempts, and they took down this Excel spreadsheet database. database. Um, absolutely reasonable. Um, uh, we did not ask to see the data. It is shocking. The World Health Organization didn't even ask for access to this database, which in 2017 may have had over 15,000 bat samples. This amazing video I'm bringing you tonight has been unearthed by a team of underground detectives who relentlessly investigate the origins of COVID-19. They call themselves drastic. Their contribution to the origins question has been arguably greater than that made by intelligence agencies or government officials, who very sadly, until only recently, treated this crucial issue of how the virus started as a cold case. Or perhaps they just accepted the line that it was a naturally occurring virus, even though COVID-19 has claimed 3.7 million lives and counting. One of Drastic's members, Jesse, a digital archivist, made this video discovery along with the group's coordinator, who goes by a pseudonym of Billy Bostickson for safety reasons. Billy's written a research paper delving into the question of whether the Wuhan lab kept live bats. This question has been hotly contested since the early days of the outbreak. Peter Dajic, who I just showed you didn't ask for the virus database when he visited Wuhan, has also denied there were bats kept at the Wuhan lab. In a December 2020 tweet, he said, no bats were sent to Wuhan lab for genetic analysis of viruses collected in the field that's not how science works. We collect bat samples, send them to the lab, we release bats where we catch them. Then in a second December 2020 tweet, he repeated the claim again. He said, this is a widely circulated conspiracy theory. This piece describes work I'm the lead on and labs I've collaborated with for 15 years. They do not have live or dead bats in them. There is no evidence anywhere that this happened. It's an error that I hope will be corrected. Well, tonight, explosive footage from inside the Wuhan Institute of Virology indicates his statements are wrong. It is not a conspiracy to say there were live bats at the lab. It is a fact. And as you can see, this video shows bats in a cage at the Wuhan Institute. You can also see there a researcher feeding a bat with a worm. And in this image, we can see researchers out capturing bats and a bat even hangs off a researcher's hat. In another image, there are mouse cages, hundreds of them. We know that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was using humanized mice for experiments to see which coronaviruses could infect humans. In some experiments, they used the humanized mice to make viruses that couldn't previously infect humans do exactly that. These experiments called gain of function aim to make viruses more infectious and more virulent to try and predict which may cause a pandemic. This footage, had it been available early last year, may have reshaped the entire narrative 
around the potential origin of COVID-19. Back then, we were told there were no bats at the lab, but we were told that disease-ridden bats were sold and butchered at the wet market. You'll remember this led to calls from presidents and prime ministers the world over to shut down wet markets. And videos did the rounds of Chinese people eating bat soup. In fact, bats were never sold at the Wuhan wet market and the videos were nonsense. Dajek must have realised his public statements from December 2020 were wrong when he claimed it was a conspiracy to say there were bats in the Wuhan lab. He said, we didn't ask them if they had bats. I wouldn't be surprised if, like many other virology labs, they were trying to set up a bat colony. I know it's happening in labs here and in other countries. That was just June 2021. Had governments known a year and a half ago there were live bats at the Wuhan lab, this would have been crucial information when they were making their assessments about how the virus may have leaked. Dajik is also the scientist who organised, drafted and signed the letter in The Lancet that said it was a conspiracy to suggest the virus may have leaked from a lab. While investigating my book, What Really Happened in Wuhan, I discovered that Dajik was invited to brief the FBI and the Office of the Director of National Intelligence at a meeting on February 3rd, 2020, in the earliest days of the outbreak. Misinformation was a key topic at that meeting. He's also now leading The Lancet's own investigation into the origins issue. He's co-authored scientific papers with Shezeng Li and gone bat sampling with her, and he's funded her research with grants from Anthony Fauci's NIH. His very involvement in the World Health Organization investigation was an extreme conflict of interest. Given his initial denials about the presence of bats in the Wuhan lab, a fact I've just shown is false, how can the entire World Health Organization and its report be trusted at all? How can the investigation The Lancet is now doing be trusted? Not long after Dajik and others who'd worked with Xi Zhengli briefed the intelligence community, they released a statement saying the virus was not made. The intelligence community also concurs with a wide scientific consensus that the COVID-19 virus was not man-made or genetically modified. That statement from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence on the 30th of April last year. This statement is very clearly false. It always was false. There is no scientific, scientific consensus that the virus had a natural origin. It's something Flinders University professor Nikolai Petrovsky pointed out over a year ago. Better adapted to infect humans than, than any other animal. And that's surprising because it, it, it you know, we're not aware that it, it actually has had, um, had the opportunity to, do, to adapt to this human receptor before. So it really looked like this was a virus that, that is optimally designed to infect humans. Peter Dajic's conflicts are clear. He is compromised and should never have been involved in briefing the White House or its intelligence agencies or investigating the origin on behalf of the World Health Organization. He personally thanked Anthony Fauci in an email when Fauci publicly said the virus was natural. 
Fauci himself is also riddled with conflicts, given it was grants from his own agency that funded this dangerous research in Wuhan. He should never have been allowed to give any advice or any briefings on this issue of gain of function to the White House. Yet he's the top medical advisor to the president on the coronavirus, and he told the public this was a natural virus. He only changed his tune recently, even though he knew at the time, we know there was advice to him at the time, that the sequences of SARS-CoV-2 looked like they may have been genetically manipulated. Let's quickly recap why Fauci said just last week that he funded this research in China. So you don't want to go to Hoboken, New Jersey, or to Fairfax, Virginia, to be studying the bat-human interface that might lead to an outbreak. So you go to China. Now, to finish, here's where the video gets even more concerning. In one of the biggest revelations, it even discusses the technical support that's in place in case there are any accidents. Let's just hear that last bit again. An admission that accidents do happen in laboratories. They are common. They have cameras set up to capture any accidents. I'm guessing the World Health Organization didn't ask to see the security footage from October when there was a blackout at the compound or from September when the virus databases were suddenly pulled offline. In the video, there is also the promise of transparency with the world. The statement would be laughable if it wasn't so deeply tragic. But instead of a world-class facility intent on sharing their latest discoveries, the laboratory kicked out the French at the first opportunity and shut its doors. And now since the outbreak, we have seen an extreme and breathtaking cover-up from China in relation to this laboratory and the viruses the scientists were working on. We've also seen senior scientists who were supposed to be advising the World Health Organization, supposed to be investigating the origin of the pandemic, allow China's propaganda to continue unchallenged and fail to truly interrogate whether the virus was a lab creation or whether it naturally made the jump from a bat to a human, perhaps from one of the bats that were inside cages at the Wuhan Institute of Virology itself. For my full investigation on this, you can order my book, What Really Happened in Wuhan, on Amazon.
the summer of 61, Stonewall Jackson's famous one, McDowell marched across the People don't like my <clears throat> short fuse with 9-11 kooks, but look, I was patient with them from about 2008 to about 2016, and it's just, I've run out, I've run out of any patience for missile tards and stuff because you've had enough time to get the correct information. There's no excuse. Well, a lot of these people are new to it, too. Like, it so, doesn't matter. Like I'm not, I, I figured out the method that uh, gets them off of that the fastest is to be a dick to them. Like they need hard love. They need, I'm like, don't be a dumbass. Like that that ridicule is what you got to remember. Though, like, man, oh well, you know, you know, a lot of these people. Yeah, I know you watch Loose Change, and they said, oh, an airplane can't fit in a 16 foot hole. I agree, but it's not a 16 foot hole. It's 90 feet. They purposely only showed you the hole in the second floor. And every photo they showed you, they they have some spray or a truck parked in the way. They don't show you the bottom floor on purpose. But then even when you see the giant hole, like okay, it does, it is as big as a plane. They just keep moving the goalposts. Oh, the engine. Oh, the the light poles. Oh, this guy said this and that. It's like just give it up. There are there's debris of the plane in the building. There's DNA from the passengers also in the building bodies like and over 144 witnesses are like yeah but i don't have a high def footage of it what about my 87 cameras I'm like okay that's the affidavit referring to new york not dc that they confiscated the cameras from there were never 87 cameras on the pentagon but it's like i have to sit here and go through a hundred what about what about what abouts and debunk them all in a row before the person's satisfied and will finally give up the missile crap i'm like what's the evidence for a missile none there's no evidence for a missile. They think it's you lack of evidence for a plane, that... but the lack of evidence from a plane is based on their own ignorance and or because they got lied to by Loose Change and Alex Jones. Loose Change got nothing right about 9-11 other than the date. AE-9-11 like Truth don't... didn't even... They're like, oh, we're architects and engineers. There's no way a plane could bust through six reinforced walls, blah, 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 because of the rings in the Pentagon. There are no rings on the bottom two floors. How can you be an architect or an engineer and make an opinion about something when you don't even know the fucking blueprint of the building? It went through two walls. That's all. It went through the outer wall and a bunch of sheetrock, and then the landing gear punched out of the C ring. There is no B and A ring in between because it's shaped like a crown. And it's like it would take you five seconds Five seconds to try and falsify that opinion and go look at, like, what if I Google a plane did hit the Pentagon? And it would be over. But they don't. They go and seek out the conclusion that they were spoon-fed. And if you don't have the Pentagon, if you don't admit there's an airplane, then you d you're exonerating Dick Cheney because he had two chances to shoot that down, and he would not allow it. Norman Mineta was there. The Transportation Secretary is giving his testimony saying... 
The young man whipped his head around and said, It's 30 miles out. It's 20 miles out. Does the order still stand? And Cheney would not shoot down the plane. Well, if you don't have a plane, you've just absolved the connection between uh, the vice president of the United States and 9-11. Not only that, then you don't have the hijackers. Al-Hazmi and Nawaf Al-Hazmi and Khalid Al-Mildhar were on that plane. They were financed by Saudi Arabia, lived with a Saudi good agent in California who bought them a house, wired money through Osama Basnan and Omar Bayoumi, right? Was seen by the CIA at Kelleg Sheikh Mohammed in uh, uh, Al-Qaeda summit meeting in Malaysia. CIA knew who they were, knew where they were living, knew they were going to flight schools, would not inform the FBI. Saudi Arabia knew all the above, lived with them, gave them logistical support, gave them financial support. You are cutting off the connection to Saudi Arabia and the United States that we have dead to rights because of the Pentagon flight by saying there's no plane, it was a missile. You're fucking stupid. And just stop it. Just get out of the way. You had like 15 years of that, right? It is our turn. A911 is useless. They do things for the brand. They don't talk about Israel. They don't talk about Saudi Arabia. They don't talk about anybody who actually did anything. They don't talk about the people. The, there's a fucking van packed with bombs that was caught, right? Fr driven by a foreign intelligence agency. They ignore that and go, I think there might be some thermite. <laughs> you don't have to sit there and wonder about thermite or whatever when you have a foreign intelligence agency caught with vehicles packed with fucking bombs. We know who did it. The reason that you can't get out who did it and the information of the knowable information of who did it and how they did it and why they did it is because of the 9-11 coop movement that acts like none of that information exists and we just have to base it on eyeballing the building falling down too fast in our opinion and looking around for nanothermite or acting like a missile hit the Pentagon. It's just a big mystery. Shut the fuck up with that stuff. <clears throat> I a haven't done people, an anti-kook thing in a while, but they, you know, well, that's you one thing that'll trigger the shit. I'll be like, I will hit you. Like, I am so sick of this. <laughs> Stop it. Stop being dumb. It was a plane. It was Flight 77. It was. Pieces of Flight 77 are in the goddamn building. The DNA from the passengers at Walter Reed right now. Pathologists doing that. You did. You'd have to get all the medics to lie, all the firemen to lie, all the cops, all the people that worked at the Pentagon, all the people on on uh, I three ninety five and four ninety five who saw the plane go to the Pentagon. No one saw it fly away. You'd have to make a plane disappear. You'd have to fake all the phone calls. You'd have to fake DNA evidence. You like, and you'd have to fake a giant ninety foot hole. You'd have to make it look exactly like a plane hit. There's some, and why? Why wouldn't you just hit the building with a plane? That explains everything. All the evidence matches the plane, just like New York. But some of these people don't think planes hit New York either. They're like, oh, no, that was holograms, man. Blah, 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 blah. Shut up. You're falling for disinfo. I get it if you're a paid spook and you're saying these lies to you know derail the whole thing. But if you're one of these people... That's not a paid spook. You're just fucking dumb. And you saw a couple movies on the internet. And you're like, I think there's a missile. <laughs> Shut up. You're, you're, you're useless. You're worse than useless. You're doing damage to the families that lost loved ones on 9-11 by saying, there was no plane. <laughs> they shot 93 down. <laughs> Shut up. Next. <laughs> I hate those people. I, I you, hate you stupid people, mind, and I sh you should hate. Everyone them. should hate those people. Everyone should hate those people. You're fucking up 
It's one of the biggest attacks. It is the biggest terrorist attack on American soil. We know who did it. And nothing will ever happen because everyone's afraid to even bring that subject up because they don't want to deal with the tar baby of being associated with Alex Jones and the other weirdos that have people microwaving dollar bills and saying people are going to live in a bunker in New Zealand and all the other crazy that came with that. You Keep in mind that a lot of people... So I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like There is a, that's been a huge... The movement up till now has very much been hindered by that. But you got to keep in mind that a lot of a lot of people. As soon as someone brings that up out of their mouth, you'd be like, "Shut the fuck up, you goddamn retard!" Okay, like it is a this. fucking a lot of plane. These people aren't. We're not born when nine eleven happened. It's like I know. It's like me talking about fucking Vietnam. Then, it's like it. it then, but you don't go. It, you don't have an impassioned opinion about Vietnam like that, you know, until you have a lot of facts. It's like, right. well, if you don't know, know that you I'm don't know. I'm not saying the people tell, arguing with you saying it's a missile. It's not millennials like, saying un- this. These are people who are all older than me. These are people right. that watched Loose Change, went around and told everybody they knew because they saw right. a film on the internet. And it hurts their ego to admit they're wrong. So they're like, oh, I got to just stick with it regardless of what evidence comes out afterward. Well, yeah, well, fuck them. But there's a huge, basically, like, younger generation. I think the majority of people would agree that 9-11, there was some kind of cover-up involved with 9-11. Which I think is everyone agrees there is a cover-up. generation cover you're talking about. I think the younger generation is, is better on this for once. Right. Because they, they didn't get the loose change propaganda because they weren't alive when it came out. Right. But right. that propaganda hit hard. And they're doing the same thing with Epstein. They're trying to... They did the same thing with the Podestas, right? The Podestas are pedophiles. But what they did with uh, Pizzagate saying there's a tunnel under the restaurant and stuff was verifiably false. And so when you go and you do that, people are like, are you being emotional? I am being emotional. You're supposed to be emotional. You're supposed to care about stuff. I've been doing this 20 years, almost 20 years on September 11th, 19 years of dealing with dumbasses. And I just, the, with the energy weapons and the do and this, and like architects for engineers in 9-11, Richard Gage got on National Geographic and said it was a missile. And they sat there and did tests for him, showed him right in his face how that wouldn't work, and it didn't matter, right? They did not even know what the blueprints of the building even were. So you can go around and get a bunch of architects and engineers to sign something by lying to them. Like, do you think a plane went in a 16-foot hole? They'll go, no, that's impossible. And they would be right. But it's not a 16-foot hole, so it doesn't matter. If your premise is wrong, your conclusion is wrong. And they soaked up all this money and time. And they paid, They spent like $300,000 on some dumbass Alaska study that has steel beams moving right through other beams without any effect, like they're made out of ghost material or something. It was a Anybody complete waste of money. should watch his documentary, which is The Empire Unmasked, and there's a free version. War by Deception. War you can watch. I don't spend one second on the physics because you don't need to. Yes, you can look at it. and be like, You can hear the kaboom. You can see the witnesses saying the subway's full of smoke. We found The cops found a van packed with explosives in the building, and they found other ones that uh, outside later. There was a follow-up. Uh, truck bombing in addition to the planes hitting all right you don't need a bomb on every floor you don't need any of that it doesn't matter what matters is who did it it's funny because i remember seeing this reported live. i remember seeing the the bridge stuff with the van like yeah it was live because you were alive for it right 
Right. And I saw it reported live, and I remember thinking, oh, well, this is obviously related. You know, it can't, In addition to the George Washington Bridge, though, I mean, Pat Dawson right. reported on it, and Rick Sanchez reported on it. The cops found a van in World Trade Center 1 with explosive devices in it. They they took it out to the Church of Dades or whatever to have the bomb squad work on it. They were towing them out of there. If they found one, there was more than one, right? And that's exactly what they did in 1993 with Ramsey Youssef parking a rider truck uh, full of explosives in there. I mean, it's the coop movement you know will never, it'll never like to... all my haters are the missile people. And like, where's your evidence? Like, is are you saying they faked all the DNA? Yes. Are you saying they faked they're, all the pictures of all the debris is fake, right? All the pieces of plane are fake. The holes fake. Everything's just like you could say that about anything. Just like no matter how much evidence you have, you go, "All oh, that's fake." Okay, what evidence of it being fake do you have? No, I just said it's fake, so it is. You cannot get that many people all together on a conspiracy without talking like that. Like, here's what happened. A plane hit the building. That's why there's a plane-sized hole. That's why there's pieces of a plane in it. And that's why all the passengers that were on that plane are dead, verified by their own DNA. It's sad the way that, like, What the fuck are you tracking around? They're like, oh, it couldn't do this corkscrew maneuver. It didn't. It went miles away and came back. It came in too high, turned around, came back lower and hit it. That means the Pentagon had two chances to shoot that plane down and didn't do it because of Dick Cheney and Dick Cheney was in on it with Richard Blee and Clark and the rest of them we know the real perpetrators of 9-11 who planned it did it paid for it and everything and it doesn't matter I could sit there and give you every single document and say it there and they just sit there waiting for their turn to talk they're ignoring all that and go well you know what I think maybe a maybe it was a smaller plane or <laughs> well, maybe it wasn't a missile maybe it was a global hawk or something just give up on that. It was a fucking plane. It was Flight 77. It was. All the evidence matches that. In addition to that, you know, when you want to talk about demolition and so on, like, it doesn't matter. If you can't admit there were airplanes, you're done already. You've, you're just, that is so dumb. You, it doesn't matter what comes after that. And if you're a half plane, you're like, okay, they used them in New York, but not in DC and not in Pennsylvania. Like, the half planers. I don't. I just. Um, Firebase. He says this is I why I love this guy. Planer. Facts, bitches. Yeah, handle it. Deal with it. They're so arrogant too. They're like, oh, you think a plane hit? Oh my god. <laughs> yes, because all the evidence would would say that. They're like, there's no way aluminum can go through steel. Like I can get vegetable going through steel if it's fast enough. You can shoot a pumpkin through a van. There's videos of it. You ever seen those pumpkin chunking guns? It's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. it, it's people arguing about science that couldn't pass fourth grade science. That's the most amazing thing. Bring in Florida Governor Ron DeSantis now. Get some reactions to what we just heard. It, it looped for a second. Okay. We will have Pug back. That was a recording, though. Got some shekel chats, and I got a baby uh, watching cartoons, which is going to last maybe a minute. 
July next month, July is Judeo Fascist Awareness Month. Judeo Fascism is why we've had all these wars in the Middle East and are supporting psychopaths in their colonization and ethnic cleansing of other people. So we need to talk about Judeo Fascism. Now, if you don't have it yet, check out this shirt that I'm wearing. Let me see. Get the camera there. Boycott Israel. Boycott isn't real. You can get them basically at the cost of printing them in our store, like 10 bucks, which is what's going to cost us to print it and mail it to you anyway. Everybody needs to wear their Boycott Israel shirt for the month of July uh, to highlight Judeo-fascism. They had an Islamo-fascism month to try to get it going. Let's make July the Judeo-fascist month. So Judeo-fascism awareness. All right, we had some shekel chats come in. First was best dressed guest just says boom. Ernie Truth follows up and says, man, that HT dude was giving strong Fed vibes. Hope his fans see there's a better way out there. Some of those people can get entrapped into some BS. Well, you drive around in a Hitler van. If you're not a Fed, then that's even worse because you were doing the ADL's work for them and you didn't even get paid. Naturalist Capitalist says, with a, a dead Ulysses Grant, by the way, do you think the government wants to bait the right into demanding big tech regulations so it can be used against them in the future? Hmm. Uh, no, the government doesn't. Our government is all left wing. The Biden and the House and the Senate and the media and social media are all pro big tech. It's uh, maybe a couple state governors. Florida and Texas, maybe Mississippi, that are against big tech because they don't think Republicans can win an election um, until they tackle big tech because big tech's the one that suppressed the stories about voter fraud and the coof. It's weird because Republicans have become the labor party, like the party, the workers' party, the labor rights, which used to be a left-wing thing. The ones that are standing up for small businesses and want restaurants and hair salons and bars and things to be open are the Republicans. This is the red state standing up for labor. And the left has completely abandoned labor in favor of identity politics because they see, you know, they're the ones saying stuff like voter ID is racist. The entire world that allows votes anyway has to have voter ID. Every single country that votes uses voter ID. It's not racist. But they say that because they want illegal immigrants to be able to vote because they tend to vote left. And it's all about power for the party. There is no principle there. They just want to, they know it's not racist. They just want uh, power for themselves. I think I got this working now. Maybe not. Okay. Um, as far as baiting the right and demanding regulations, the problem is it depends what the regulations are. Regulations can also make it worse, uh, but they could make them better. Uh, and people should not be blanketly anti-regulation or anti-deregulation. The way it is now, like you don't, you shouldn't have to have more regulations or public utility or whatever, because YouTube, for example, is already in violation of contract law. You just need to enforce the laws that already exist. They say they'll ban hate speech. They define hate speech as advocating violence for a particular minority. 
and yet they ban things that don't do that by just declaring it hate speech, which is a fancy way of saying we're going to censor any political speech or opinion that we don't like, which is a violation of contract, and they should be able to be sued. And yet they're not in reality because it's a multi-billion dollar company versus people who just lost their income if they were streamers or whatever and they don't have the initial capital to use the court system. So our court system is fucked. It costs, uh, don't give me this, well you can get a court appointed lawyer, uh-huh, to take on Google, right, whatever. So, yeah, why not go ahead and try regulations because the current system, the law is not being enforced anyway. It should be treated as a public utility. They should not be allowed to ban anyone for any reason. If someone breaks the law, like calls for violence or something, then let them deal with the consequences of breaking the law. Don't censor. It should be just like if you say some stupid shit on the telephone, it's not the telephone company's fault. It's your fault. But you don't lose your ability to use a phone, right? And it ought to be like that. Everybody can, you know, it's like public works. Maxim Perkenhoff says antibody studies show COVID was all over the world as far back as May 2019, far before Wuhan. Look into Fort Detrick and the 2019 lab leak there, plus U.S. war games after Wuhan, just as likely. Um, gotta call BS on that um, because they didn't have antibodies for COVID 19. Uh, they had not even isolated what it was, and now they're saying they were, they said from the beginning there's five different strands, and now you've got like the Indian variant and the Mexican variant. It's so funny because you couldn't call it the China virus, but you can say the Indian and Mexican virus variants. Um, they made it in the fucking lab in Wuhan, and it really got out uh, unintentionally. Maybe they wanted to leak it here and there. And test populations somewhere. Who knows? These people are nuts. Uh, but they made up a bat shit story about a bat biting a snake. And somebody ate the snake at a wet market. It's kind of like, and the AIDS came from monkeys. Uh-huh. They made it in the lab. It's been genetically traced back to the lab. You got people at the lab. The first one's getting sick. They had bats at the lab. They said they didn't. It's on film. They fucking did. Fuck China. And fuck all these stories trying to take you down another path. Like, it's China. It is. And the left has a big boner for China because it's communist and it's not America. So they think they're the good guys. No, they're not. The U.S. is imperialist and China's communist. There's no good on either side. Andrew Dolgan says, I missed your response last time in my idea about uh, publicly screening your films with projectors and sound systems. Look, that's unrealistic. I don't want you to do Empire and Mask because people are supposed to pay for that. No one's going to sit and listen to something for five hours on a projector screen. War by Deception is gone. They deleted it from YouTube and everywhere else, and that's still three hours. That's not the way to do it. Um, I will make some condensed, shorter, 14-minute, 15-minute thing you can show people. But really, you had uh, umpteen fucking years to just send them a link on YouTube to watch War by Deception. And they're either going to watch it or they're not. Right, getting everyone on a public screening is a lot of organization, way more difficult than just emailing people you actually know a link to go watch a movie. Right, so I just unless I'm at the screening, I don't see the point. Um, and I had a better, a more in depth response to that last time. Just go look at the video; it's on vid.ancreport.com. 
DJ Cogdill with a high five says, I talked to Dixie Republic on it today. He said he's never used Skype and is cool with uh, waiting until all the COVID restrictions lift you to come here and talk to him. <laughs> What's Scott's children book called? By the way, he wants some in his store. There you go. Um, it's a Manio. Oh, crap. Baby's crying. All right. I got a fire pixie five says, remember corn pop was a good dude. Rainbow frog. Thank you. I got a bounce. I will give you a link to the book in a second. Let me go pick him up. See y'all then. This video will self-destruct. <laughs>